Thirsty Merc here at 92.9. JB for breakfast at 7.42 with Thirsty Merc in the summertime, our McDonald's McCafe coffee break. And on this day, fittingly 51 years ago, Neil Armstrong took the very first steps onto the moon. And it's very fitting that I have a chat now with Diane McGrath all about the red planet, which, you know, for so long we've always said it's going to be the next one that we'll be exploring. Diane, thank you so much for having a chat with me this morning. Oh, you're welcome, JB. It's great to be on board. Yeah, sensational. They've got three missions to Mars launching from Earth this month. Uh, tell us about this. I know, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. They're all in within the next week and a half. In fact, there's one that's launching today, it's, uh, which is quite, as you said before, 51 years ago, man stepped on the moon. And now, today, we have the United Arab Emirates launching their first mm. mission to Mars, and it's called HOPE. What a great name, hey? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, the other missions that are launching in the next week or so is this, the next one after the United Arab Emirates will be in a few days' time, and that's the Chinese mm. mission to Mars, which is called Tianwen-1, which when you translate it, it's, it means heavenly questions. Yeah. And then at the end of this month, NASA are launching another mission to Mars, and their mission, which is a, a rover and a drone, so a little helicopter yeah. for a test, it's called Perseverance. I love so fantastic, this. Fantastic, no? Yeah, very, very much so. What are they hoping? Why, why do all these missions <laughs> to Mars? What are they hoping to benefit out of this? Well, from regards to the advance in technology, what we're seeing is all of these missions are built on the success of the past. Like, what's what have we learned, and what can we explore further? And they'll be gathering information so that we can do even more research on Mars in the future. So, what um, we see, particularly with Perseverance. It's going to be, it's a rover from um, NASA. They're going to land on Mars in, around February next year. And as well as doing some of the things that the Curiosity rover has done for a number of years, they're going to collect some, some samples of the, of the, the soil. Well, it's not mm. called soil, but the regolith. But store some of it so that in a few more years' time, um, or actually about a decade's time, they're going to do a return mission to bring some of that, that sample back to Earth for the first time so we can analyse that the the soil sample and work out well what does it really look like and can we eventually grow things on mars and what are all the minerals there and um and and even is there going to be enough oxygen on in mm. the atmosphere on mars to another research project of that particular that mission um because at the moment we know that mars's atmosphere is roughly about 95 percent carbon dioxide that's not very good for us humans. No. <laughs> no, not at all. What's what's the probability going forward? I know this is a sort of crystal ball question. Mm -hmm. What's the probability of us putting a, a Neil Armstrong onto Mars? Very, very probable. And in fact, a lot of these missions are assessing that, that sort of information. Um, so understanding, as that NASA mission will, um, the atmosphere a little bit uh, more detailed... So they've got a, a test on that particular mission that's going to see, can we extract oxygen from the carbon dioxide mm. to produce our own breathable atmosphere? So they're going to assess these sorts of things to work out, well, can we actually make it possible for humans to get there? And, and once we've got the technology right for, for getting things to Mars, then it's a case of, well, all right, we know that it's possible. We can make oxygen. We know that we can possibly grow things. Yeah. We know what the you know the wind speeds are like and dust storms and all these sorts of things. Yeah. Well, now we know how to prevent things going wrong for humans. 
<laughs> and make sure we've got things you know, locked up in a, a technology that's going to be mm. safe for us. Mm. So that will possibly happen in our lifetime, I think, JB. It's phenomenal. I understand you've signed up to the Mars One mission. Tell us about yes. that. So Mars One is a, a not-for-profit organisation based in the Netherlands who've been for a number of years working towards establishing the first permanent human settlement on Mars. And they put out a call for astronauts, uh, gosh, about six, seven years ago now, and I put my hand up for it. And I didn't think I'd get through necessarily, but after many selection stages, I've, I've, I'm one of 100 people worldwide who were shortlisted to be trained to go to Mars. So that's not for another 10 years. Yeah. But that's a pretty amazing opportunity, and wouldn't it be fantastic to see an Australian yeah. as one of the first people that, that uh, steps on the red what, planet? What was the selection process? I imagine it was fairly uh, robust and there was a lot to go through? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I mean, the head of the selection committee has worked for NASA yeah. for over a decade, so he's, he's, uh, he's pretty au fait with what's needed for this sort of thing. Uh, and so he's put us through the ringer from the application process through to our medical tests, through the, the interview selection. And we have another final stage of selection coming up where it'll be about team dynamics and how do we solve problems in, in difficult situations. And we're going through as well, we'll do an isolation selection process too. Now, I think all of us around the world now are pretty familiar with isolation. We've done a bit of that lately. Everyone so passes. We'll, we'll pass <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because once you go up to Mars, you're there. You, there's no coming mm-hmm. back. Is I imagine that's daunting. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's a little bit different to yes. our current situation. We're going to get out of isolation eventually here with COVID. Uh, <laughs> but uh, on Mars, that'll be the rest of our lives. And Mars One is... The one comes yeah. from the one way. It is one yeah. way. So it, it is a bit daunting in some ways, but I think if, you know, if we've got 10 years to get ready for this with our training, if we, for those of us who get through the final selection, yeah. and, and I'm sure and I understand there'll be a lot of isolation training during that time and a lot of psychological um, advancement in, in how we prepare ourselves for that as well because it's, it's not, nothing we've, anyone's ever experienced before. So we can do our best, but... No one's going to know what it's like until you get there. No, exactly right. That's the it's all that unknown stuff, but exciting mm. at the same time. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, I know. It seems a bit um, surreal that this could possibly happen, but but it is. It, there's a strong potential that yeah. we could see humans on Mars in the next ten to twenty years. Has COVID nineteen just very quickly? COVID nineteen has that sort of taken uh, government focus off sort of space funding and the importance of it, or it's too early to tell yet? It's a really good question, and I, I think that people haven't thought about that. We've, in our businesses, we've found that COVID has sometimes slowed things down or made us shift directions for a little while and changed our staff and all this sort of stuff. But we've found with COVID-19, um, with the space sector, we've seen a similar thing. In the UK, uh, sorry, in Europe and in Russia, they were supposed to have a mission to Mars this month too. Yeah. But that's been put on ice a little bit because of COVID. So, yeah, yeah we, we will see a little bit of a slowdown with some of the Mars missions because of this. Yeah. Hey, Diane McGrath, thank you so much for having a chat with us today all about Mars and the future of space exploration. It's fascinating. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Jared. Great to speak with you.
Diane McGrath there from uh, Mars One Mission and also a sustainability expert chatting to us all about the future of the red planet. That is our McDonald's McCafe coffee break for today. Imagine smooth, delicious, barista-made McCafe coffee made for you free for a whole year. Head into your local McCafe, purchase any coffee, and you'll go on the running to win free coffee every day for a whole year. This does end this Thursday, so be quick. It's available in all three locations, South and Gunnigan New Road, East Mary Street, and West on Bridge Street.